Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love, and welcome to episode four of the Money Love Podcast. I am pumped about this episode, okay? I'm a very goal-oriented person. And so in this episode, we are going to be talking all about how to set and hit your financial goals. Setting and hitting financial goals is a lot easier said than done. I want you just to think about how many times that you have set a financial goal for yourself and then you didn't hit it. Either it just fizzled out or you just totally missed the mark in terms of your timeline. And I want you to know that if you feel like you're falling into this camp, you are absolutely not alone. I think that people just really aren't clear on what they want to accomplish, and they also just don't have a very clear system on how to get to where they want to go and how to make sure that they're actually executing their plan and staying on track. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this episode today. Now, I want to just assure you, okay, right off the bat, that this episode, if you kind of saw this and you're like, I don't need to listen to another episode or listen to somebody else telling me how to set goals. Like I've heard it so many times, like write it down, make sure it's a smart goal, yada, yada, yada. Like all the typical things that you're used to hearing about goals. You probably know all these points. You've heard them from other people. You've probably heard the statistic, it's everywhere, that, you know, write down your goals. Because if you write down your goals, you're 42% more likely to achieve them than if they're not written down. And you've also probably heard about SMART goals, right? Which means that when you set a goal, it needs to be specific and measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, right? Like, you know all this, okay? So yes, while it's important to make sure that all of those boxes are checked, because I do think that all of those things are important, when I think of goals, I like to think of them instead of asking myself questions. And when I say asking myself questions, I really mean the questions of what, when, who, why, and how. And so what I want to do is I want to walk you through each of those questions in detail in terms of your financial goals. And like I said, I think this is going to be really helpful for you just to provide a different viewpoint of not only setting your financial goals, but then actually hitting them. Because obviously, if we set a goal, we want to hit the goal. So let's start with the what. The what portion of your goal is simply what are you trying to accomplish? What is your goal? Okay, so in terms of money, and finances, your goal could be, I want to save up an emergency fund. I want to save up a rainy day fund. I want to pay off my student loans. I want to save up for a larger purchase that I know I'm going to have to make in the future, like a car or a home down payment. I want to get my income to a certain point, right? All of those things would be considered the what of your goal. The what is simply what you are trying to accomplish. And so for the what, I really want you to stretch yourself. I always like to not only set goals, but set impossible goals, which means that it's a goal that when you set it, it makes you really uncomfortable. 
like you start sweating a little bit and your brain starts fritzing out because it just seems like really it's outside of the realm of possibility that you could achieve this goal. Like this is how you know it's an impossible goal. It really seems out of the realm of possibility, but there's still a little piece inside of you that's like, you know what? I think I could do this. Like, I think I can pull this off. It's going to be challenging, but it is possible. So with every goal that you set, I want the what of your goal to be in between realistic and delusional. We don't want this to be so far-fetched that it's just completely delusional, but I do want you to be past that point of realistic or the A in SMART of achievable. Right, The A in a SMART goal is to make it achievable, and I want you to push yourself a little bit past that achievable point. And most people, seriously, most people when they set goals, they set goals that they know that they can hit because that feels really nice and safe to our brains. We set goals that we know that we can hit because they're based in our current knowledge and skill set. That means that if it's based in what we already know, and what we already can do, then there's no growing or evolving. Setting a goal that you know that you can already hit or that you're pretty confident that you can hit, that means that you're probably setting a goal that's already rooted in your past self. Because again, it's already rooted in something that you already know or a current skill set that you have, that you know that you can do. And so that doesn't grow us or push us towards our future self. And here's the thing, like not everyone wants to move forward and evolve and go through the growth and the discomfort of setting and hitting impossible goals. Like a lot of people just want to live a life of rinse and repeat, and that's fine. But I'm saying if you're listening to this podcast, I doubt that you are one of those people. I'm just going to make an educated guess here. If you're spending your time here, that's not you. And so I really want to challenge you to set a financial goal for yourself that makes you incredibly uncomfortable and seems really challenging. And listen, if your goal brings up a lot of doubt, if you set it and then immediately you feel a lot of overwhelm and a lot of doubt, you know that you're doing it right. You know that you're moving in the right direction. Because again, we don't just want to be setting goals for ourselves that are based in our past self and that are based on skills and knowledge sets that we already know and already have. That's not how we grow and evolve. Now, before we move on to the when part of your goal, I want to just stress this one important point to you. I highly encourage you just to focus on one goal at a time. One what at a time. When I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, just there are certain things that I think people kind of miss the mark on. This is one of those things. I think a lot of times people miss the mark on setting too many goals. And ultimately, it's just too distracting. And so what I want you to do is I want you just to pick one goal, and I just want you to put all of your energy and effort into achieving that one goal. And then once you accomplish that, you can move on to the next goal, and then the next goal, and the next goal. I heard this analogy one time. I didn't come up with this. I can't remember who I heard it from. But I heard this analogy of imagine you're like on a soccer field, and there's three soccer balls. And somebody comes up to you and says, you have three kicks and you just need to get one of these balls as far down the field as you possibly can. If that was the scenario, you would kick one ball three times instead of kicking each ball one time. 
If you kicked each ball one time, then yeah, you got three balls a little bit farther down the field. But if you kicked one ball three times, then you would have one goal way farther down the field or one ball way farther down the field than just kicking each ball three times. And that's kind of how I think about just tackling one goal at a time. Just put all of your effort and energy into one thing. Now, last thing I'm going to say on the what. When you're setting a financial goal, I want you to kind of think about where you are currently with your financial state and what is going to be the best goal for you to set for where you are right now. So here's what I mean by this, right? It's probably not a good idea for you to set a financial goal of getting your debt paid off if you don't have an emergency fund built up yet. Because what we don't want to have happen is we don't want you to start going and paying off debt without any savings built up or an emergency fund. And then, you know, it's really not a matter of if, but when something's going to happen. And so if you don't have an emergency fund built up to pay for an emergency or an unexpected expense, then how are you going to pay for that? Well, if you don't have any savings, you're probably going to have to pay for it with some sort of debt with a credit card or borrowing money from somebody. That's what I'm saying. Like when you're setting a financial goal, just be really conscious of where you are in your current financial situation and just ask yourself, do I have the financial building blocks set up to where I can go in and tackle this goal and eliminate as many obstacles for myself as possible? So that's the what of your goal. Once you know the what, I want you to move on to the when. The win is simply the time-bound piece of your goal. And so this is really just you giving yourself a timeline or a date that you want to accomplish the goal by. So let's say your what is paying off your student loans. So your what is, I want to pay off $30,000 of student loans. The when could be, okay, in the next two years. Or you could say by a specific date. So you could say by December 31st, 2021. And so that is going to give us a time frame and a horizon that we're working in. Now, again, be very thoughtful about the win, about the time zone that you're setting for yourself. Yes, I do want you to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, but I also want you to be very intentional about this. I want you to remind yourself that the goal setting process and the goal achievement process is that. It is a process. And what I always like to remind myself of with the timeline of my goals is I always like to just tell myself, there's no rush. There's no rush. And here's why I like to say that to myself. I find that reminding myself that there's no rush keeps my perspective really focused and on the right things, right? Like it's a reminder to me that where I'm going isn't going to be any better than where I am right now. This is exactly what we talked about in the last episode, right? It's 50-50 here, and it's going to be 50-50 there. Problems are still going to be there. It's just going to be a different set of problems. And I know that there is no, you know, quote unquote, there where I am going to be free from my human brain, right? There's no there where I'm ever going to be able to escape negative emotion. And so when I can just remind myself like, okay, there's no rush. It helps me come from a really focused and committed place rather than a really frantic, rushed, panicked place. I just find that I'm a lot more committed to the process. Like I'm all in, right? An all in mentality. I'm all in no matter how long it takes. 
when I think about giving myself a longer time frame, like I said, it just makes me feel more focused and committed to the process. And this was exactly how it turned out with my weight loss journey. So I've lost about 50 pounds recently. When I started this journey, I gave myself a timeline of two years, two years to lose 50 pounds. And right now I'm coming up to the end of that timeline. I'm about 18 months in, so I have about six months to go. But I didn't come into it being like, I want to lose 50 pounds in three months or even six months, right? I knew that that just wasn't going to be sustainable. And if anything, that was just going to make me feel very frantic and very panicked. And I knew that I didn't want to feel that way on this journey. And what I always like is when you can look at a goal and you can say, look, if this takes me a year, if it takes me two years, if it takes me five years, I'm still all in. I'm still committed to the process. Like that is how you truly know that you're committed to a goal. When you give yourself a generous timeline just to say like, I'm in no rush. This is my health we're talking about. This is my money we're talking about. This is the fuel that drives my life. And so I'm not going to be in a rush because again, I understand that it's not going to be any better there than it is here. And you've probably heard this before, but many people, they overestimate what they can accomplish in a short period of time, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in a long period of time. So when you're setting the win for your goal, for your financial goal, just really kind of be in tune with how the timeline makes you feel. When you set the timeline, again, does it really make you feel kind of like panicked a little bit? Or does it make you feel committed to the process? That's what I really want you to tap into when you're setting that win for your goal. Okay, now, once you have your what and your when, you're really at a point now where it's time to write it down. So yes, I am going to tell you to write this down because again, the data, the science doesn't lie. You are much more likely to accomplish a goal once it's out of your head, into the world, written down in some physical form. But here's what I want you to do with writing it down. I want you to write the goal down in the present tense, as if the goal has already been achieved, like you've already hit it, like your future self is already there, having accomplished the goal already. Going back to your student loans, if your goal is to pay off your student loans, I want you to write down something along the lines of, I am debt-free as of December 31st, 2021. I am being the operative word. You're not going to write down, I have a goal to be debt-free or I want to be debt-free by December 31st, 2021. You're going to write the goal down like it has happened. Like, again, you're in that moment, present tense, goal has been achieved. I am debt-free as of December 31st, 2021. And I suggest that you write down your goal and put it somewhere where it can be visible to you. Bathroom mirror, on your nightstand, in your car. Like wherever you think that you can put it to where you're going to see it consistently and so you can keep it top of mind. Now, those are the easy parts, okay? The what and the when. But then the next place that we have to move to is the how. Now, the how is probably the most interesting part because it is the part that our brains want to most fixate on. Your brain, like when you do the what and the when, The next thing that's going to happen is your brain's going to be like, yeah, 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 okay, it sounds cool, but how? How do I do this? How do I pull this off? And what I want you to know is that you don't have to know the how. 
Okay. In fact, if this is something that you've never done before, which like we talked about, you should be setting a goal that stretches you and makes you uncomfortable and that is based in your future self rather than your past self. So if this is something that you've never done before, you're not going to know the how. If you knew the how, there's a chance that you probably would have already done it. So here's one thing that you are not allowed to do, okay? You are not allowed to say, I don't know how. I don't want to hear those words come out of your mouth. I don't even want you to think it. So many people just get stuck in the I don't know. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to look. And so then they don't. They don't start. So I don't want you living in the land of I don't know. You know, in life coaching, we talk a lot about indulgent emotions, okay? Indulgent emotions are emotions that, true to their name, we like to indulge in as human beings. And confusion is an indulgent emotion. Overwhelm is one. Confusion is one. But confusion is a big one. And you know that something is an indulgent emotion if it keeps you from moving forward. And so, yes, confusion is a big one because we like to tell ourselves that if we don't know and that we're confused, then that means we don't have to do anything. We don't have to take any action. We don't have to move forward. And so when you're constantly telling yourself, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, and indulging in the confusion of how you're going to hit your goal, you will never move forward. So instead, I want you to tell yourself, I'm figuring out how to do this or I'm exploring different solutions to get this done. All of those things are really great alternatives to I don't know. And here's the awesome thing. You don't have to know where to start. You just have to know where you want to end and then work your way backwards. So here is the process that I want you to use when setting your financial goals, okay? Everyone's always so greedy for the how. I'm going to give you the how right here. I'm going to walk you through step by step. Step one, I want you to figure out a monthly contribution amount that needs to go towards your goal every single month. And this is really easy to do. Simple math. What you need to do is you need to take the amount that you need to hit the goal, right? So that's the what. And then I want you to divide it by your timeline and months. Divide it by the when. So if this looks like a math equation, it's just the what divided by the when. And that is going to give you an amount that needs to go towards or, you know, quote unquote, fund your financial goal each month. So let's just say $30,000 of student loans, you want to pay it off in three years, 36 months. You would just take that $30,000, divide it by 36, which is roughly, you know, 800 bucks a month, not exactly, but roughly. And so that is going to be your contribution amount that you know that you're going to have to contribute to this goal every single month to hit your goal on time. That's the first step. The second step, and this is crucial, this is one of those things that people totally miss the mark on, so listen up, is that you have to make the money a priority. You have to make this money, this money that you just calculated in step one, a priority. It has to come before a lot of other things. And this is the concept of paying yourself First, if you've ever heard of this concept before, right? A lot of people talk about this, but it's not really clear what that means. This is the concept of paying yourself first. It means sending your money 
to the places where you are either saving the money or you're sending it towards a financial goal before you spend money on other things. And again, most people do this completely backwards. Most people spend, 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 and then whatever is left over, if anything, that's what goes towards their financial goal. Which, if you do it that way, more often than not, you're going to fall short. You're going to fall behind because you're either not going to have enough to meet your contribution amount or there's really not just going to be anything left. And this is why people fall behind and they don't hit their financial goals. So instead, we have to reverse this. We have to send the money or fund our financial goal first, and then we spend what's left over after that. Warren Buffett, you've probably heard this quote before. It's like one of my favorite personal finance quotes of all time. But he says that you can't save what is left after spending, but you have to spend what is left after saving. And doing this is that exactly. Even if your financial goal isn't, you know, exactly saving, he's basically just saying pay yourself first and then spend what's left. Because here's the thing, if we don't prioritize your goal with your money, it's not going to happen. Financial goals have to come first and then you can spend what's left. Your money has to have a priority. Like there are certain things in your money that have to come first and take priority over certain things. So what I teach in the course is your needs have to come first, like your basic needs and necessities have to come first just to keep your basic needs covered. And then after that, I teach your second priority should be covering your minimum debt obligations. But then the third priority that I teach after that is funding your financial goals. Okay, so you cover your needs, you make sure you're not falling behind on debt obligations, and then you send money towards your financial goals. And then whatever is left over after that, you can spend and have fun with. Okay, so that's step two, is making the money a priority. Step three is outlining any obstacles, because this is like where your brain is going to go. And it's important just to logically think through, okay, what are some of the obstacles that I could face along this journey, and how am I going to handle them if and when they pop up? And so what I want you to do is I just want you to brainstorm all the ideas that are bouncing around in that head of yours of why this isn't going to work, why you won't hit the goal. Just exhaust your brain. You are going to come up with skill gaps. You're going to come up with knowledge gaps. And again, this is going to be a process of you learning new things. So I want you to answer the question, like, what do I need to learn how to do? What knowledge do I need to acquire? And again, don't judge your brain. Don't judge your thoughts. This is just your brain like trying to keep you safe, telling you to go back in the cave and be safe. But every obstacle that you write down becomes a ladder. And then you kind of have this ladder that you have to climb to reach the goal. So just step by step by step by step. And every time you go up that ladder, you're just overcoming each obstacle. And every time you overcome an obstacle, you're just getting that much closer to hitting your goal. But writing down all the obstacles right off the bat just gives you a lot of visibility and just kind of calms you down a little bit. And honestly, just reminds you of the fact that there will be obstacles. And obstacles doesn't mean stop. There's going to be obstacles, and that's perfectly fine. And then the fourth and final step really is just to make your plan. So what I want you to do is I just want you to list all of the actions that you're going to have to take and put them in order. 
And if you're not sure the actions that you need to take, again, just start backwards. Start where you want to end and then start making a list from that place. Just list every single thing that you can think of that is going to have to happen to make this goal a reality. Remember, all the little actions, all the little daily disciplines are going to add up into a big transformation, a big effect. That is the compound effect going to work for you. So that is the how. Once you have the how and you have your plan and you've gone through all four of those steps, I just want to briefly touch on the who and the why. Truly the best part about setting goals isn't actually the achievement of the goal in and of itself. It's actually who you become in the process of achieving the goal and the strategic byproducts of the goal itself. So I talked about in the last episode about us, my husband and I getting out of debt, but Really, like I told you in that story, the best part of it all wasn't even getting out of debt. It was who we became in the process of getting out of debt. And a strategic byproduct of us getting out of debt was my business, right? And so there's the goal itself, but then there's always going to be the strategic byproduct of the goal, of who you become and all the good things that come out, all the people that you get to meet, all the experiences that you get to have, the person that you grow into along the journey. So as cliche as it sounds, the best part of the goal process is the journey. It's the growing, the becoming, not the arriving. What you have to do when you're setting out to hit any goal is you have to ask yourself, who do I need to become to hit this goal? How is the person that you are today different from the person that you're going to be who actually hits the goal? And I'll just give you the answer right now. The difference is going to be in your thoughts. So ask yourself, how will my thoughts be different? How will my feelings be different? How will my actions be different? Again, really focusing on the who. Who is the person that I need to become in order to hit and achieve this goal. And like I told you, the trick is in your thoughts, in your mindset. You have to start there. You have to start with transforming your mindset into the mindset of the person who's going to hit the goal. Like we've talked about, what a lot of people try to do with hitting a goal is they simply just try to go out and do the action, do the how part of it, without actually changing their mindset, without changing the way that they think. But if you do that, if you do it that backwards way, if you try to change the action before you change your mindset, then you're always going to be in this state of cognitive dissonance with yourself and self-sabotage because you're always going to stay true to your old identity, which then means that you're always going to be just creating that old results that your old thoughts create. So with any goal, it's crucial that you ask yourself the question of who. Who do I need to become in order to hit this goal? And most importantly, focusing on the thought aspect of that, the mindset aspect of that. For example, like if your financial goal is to make more money, you are going to have to become a completely different person than the person that you are today in the sense that You're going to need to increase your capacity to have, increase your capacity for abundance, increase your capacity to create value in the world. There are going to be strategic byproducts of any goal that you go out and set, but the who, 
the different person that you're going to become along the way is the sweetest part of the journey. And the last question is why? Why do I want to hit this goal? Uncovering your why in anything that you do is very, very important. And I want you to do an exercise that's called seven layers deep. I learned about this process from Dean Graziosi, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I actually read about this process in his book, Millionaire Success Habits. But what he has you do is go seven layers deep with your why. Because a lot of times when you ask somebody what their why is, they give you a very high level, almost kind of like a superficial answer that's more so rooted in the brain. So they'll tell you something like time freedom, financial freedom. And so what he has you do is start at that top layer. So maybe the motivation behind this goal, the first thing that pops into your head is, let's just say, financial freedom. But what he has you do is just continue asking yourself why seven times. So why do you want financial freedom? So financial freedom would be your first layer and then ask yourself again, why? Why do I want financial freedom? Why is that important to me? That gets you to your second layer. So the answer to your second layer could be, because I don't want to have to worry about money. Okay, then ask yourself why again. Why? Why don't you want to have to worry about money? And that's your third layer. So your third layer could be, well, because, you know, I saw my parents worry about money a lot growing up, and I don't want the same thing for my family. Ask yourself again, why? Why is that important to you? And so I'm not going to go through all seven layers because you get the point, but you're going to ask yourself why seven times. And the reason he has you just keep digging and digging and really peeling back those layers is because ultimately, once you get down to that seventh layer, that is typically your real why. And what I've found, I've done this exercise before, and what I've seen other people do this exercise, your why at the heart of it is going to be some sort of feeling. It's going to be, you know, control, accomplishment, worthiness, flexibility, something along those lines. Really, at the end of the day, that is what is driving you when you peel back all those layers, not financial freedom. And so when you go through these seven layers, what happens is that you're going to really start with answers that are more like logical in your head. But what he says is that when you end, when you're kind of at that sixth and seventh layer, that is going to be what's truly in your heart. And that why is going to be much more motivating to you to keep you going than just financial freedom. And so that is the last question with any goal that I want you to really sit and think about is just the why. Why do I want to accomplish this goal? What am I hoping to achieve? And go those seven layers deep. And once you have that, that is your why. Then you can truly know what it is that's driving you. So those are the five questions, the what, the when, the how, the who, and the why. And I just want to end this episode just giving you some encouragement about quitting about giving up on your goals. You have to know that this entire process of learning and growing and evolving is really you just learning how to fail. You're going to fail a lot, and so you have to be willing to fail a lot. I understand when you feel like you're failing and you're coming up against obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, quitting does seem like the best answer. Here's the funny thing about quitting, is that quitting actually feels really good. Like if you really think about it, the feeling of relief once you've given up and once you've quit something, it feels really good for a while, but it's only temporary relief. 
And so you can't let your mind fall for it. You can't let your brain fall and be trapped by the temporary relief that you're going to feel from quitting. Because I promise you, the feeling of accomplishment, of growth, of knowing that you did it, that you hit your goal that you set out to achieve is so much better than the temporary relief of quitting and of giving up. Remember, there's no rush. The most powerful and lasting results that you are going to see with any goal are always going to be delayed. Everything in life grows at a compounded rate, not a linear rate. So if you feel like you're not making progress, if you feel like things aren't going the way that you thought that they would, if you're facing more obstacles than you thought that you would face, I want you to know that nothing has gone wrong. This is exactly how it's supposed to go. So do not get trapped by and do not be lured in by the temporary relief of quitting. Quitting doesn't get you to your goal any faster. So just keep going, stay focused. And if you follow all the strategies that we've talked about in this podcast, getting really clear on your what and your when, not letting the how stop you, focusing on the strategic byproducts, the who that you're going to become, and then also being really clear about your why, you will truly be unstoppable. There will be no financial goal that you will set that then ultimately you can't go out and hit. That's all I got for you on this one. I hope you loved it. I hope it added value to you. I love you and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Money Love Podcast. If you're loving the podcast, then I want to invite you to join me in the Overcoming Overspending membership. It's where we take this work deeper and apply the concepts and coaching from each week's episode into your own life. By being a member, you have exclusive access to my Overcoming Overspending process, 10 monthly live coaching calls with me, a private podcast, members-only community, monthly money topic and challenge, bonus courses, and so much more. There's nowhere else like it out there to level up your finances and life. Simply go to overcomingoverspending.com to join and you can enter in the code MLP30 at checkout to save $30 on your first month inside the membership. See you inside.